Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.
shines in the darkness. away to bring the light back but I suppose creating light was never really our job and then one day something peculiar happened we woke up to a a strange glow on the horizon, almost as if a, a great light was approaching. We weren't quite sure if it was real, to tell you the truth, but it was very real indeed. The sun had returned. Unimaginable that man, be 
beast and creation alike lifted their voice in song to the one who had returned with the light. A baby in a manger, the hope of the world. Christmas Real Life. My name is Brian. I'm one of the worship leaders here. We are so glad you're here with us this Christmas season. I just wanted to invite you to get on your feet. We're going to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her
Give a shout, praise to Jesus. Merry Christmas, real life. How you guys doing? Man, there's just a little bit of energy in the house today. I know God's gonna do something special in and through your life. My name is Sean. I'm just one of the servants here at this church, and I know God's gonna do an incredible thing in and through your guys' life. And so, if you're new in real life, thanks for coming. I know it's uh, weird, like, man, going to church, it's kind of a weird thing. I want to say, you belong here. We're so glad you came out. We're a church for unchurched people. We love that you're here and chose to worship with us tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight, amen? We're going to enjoy some things. Uh, we got the kids coming up. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. We've got a skit coming up. You guys are going to love that, I promise you. It's going to be kind of the highlight of the night. There are a message from Hope, of Hope just for you. I love it. Man, there's, there's so many kids, i got to get off the stage, you know what I'm saying? So without further ado, we're going to introduce our real life kids. Give it up for our kids.
Great job, kids. Give it up one more time. You guys did awesome. Very awesome. <laughs> Peyton Kelby's cracking me up there on the end, if you don't know that kid. He's just being in trouble. I love it. Hey, man, great job. You know, we believe in investing in the next generation, uh, and we're so proud of you guys. If you're a parent, would you please stand up? You're parent one of these kids. They're going to try to find you. Otherwise, uh, they're going to be uh, locked at a KT for Christmas, you know what I'm saying? So you look for your parents out there. Hey, man, we're so excited to invest in the next generation. Uh, we have a team of people, real life dream team that works with their kids every week. And I want to say, man, they just don't babysit, you know what I'm saying? They pour in and make an investment into our kids. And I'm glad it's not just, uh, here's my kid and I'll see you in an hour, but they get to pour in and become really apparent for them and show them the love of Jesus. You know, so many times uh, to get a hug or a smile in a week doesn't happen that often. And so I want to say thank you to our real life dream team. If you work with the kids at all, I'm going to say a heartfelt thank you. Can you give it up for our real life dream team kids? Man, do an incredible job. You know if Ivy's in the house. Man, she put that all together for us. And man, we're just so important to invest in the next generation. I believe that one of the next great leaders probably just walked off our stage. We also believe the next great leaders probably not even in our church yet. Maybe you guys are here for the first time tonight. We know guys can do something special in and through your life. And so I want to say thank you for all that you're doing. Hey, real quick, we're going to jump into a little skit. This is going to be a good time. God's done some great things. You read the Bible. We've got story creation, many parts of the Red Sea. Man, he's going to cross the Jordan. We got the birth of Jesus. And so often uh, there's so much that's not in the Bible that's not mentioned that has happened. And so we're gonna share some stories from the Bible that are a little untold. So without further ado, I'm gonna introduce our untold stories of Christmas. Mom, Dad, guess yes, what? Son. What, son? Well, Tell us. I met a girl. Oh, a oh girl. that's nice. And, well, we're in love. Oh, oh Joseph. Love. All right. And we're engaged. Oh, 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 oh,
Oh, that's that. great! Oh, thanks, Pop. Well, so I proud wanna, of you, man. I want to know more. Like, what's her name? Well, well, her name's Mary. Mary, how sweet. It's a sweet name. Not the Mary that we know just right down the road. Yeah, yeah, that's her. That's the one. Yeah. No, no, Joseph, not not the Mary that's like three houses down that way. Yeah, that's yeah, that's Mary. Yeah. We're, we're tying the what door. are you thinking? Yeah. What? Joseph, what are you thinking? You she mean? is fourteen flipping years old, man. That's highly inappropriate. Well, maybe there's more. There's more. Um, is there anything else that you could tell us about this Mary? Well. She's pregnant. What? Oh, Joseph. Pregnant. Just, just hear me out, though. I had nothing to do with it. Oh, oh sure. Well, nothing to do with it. What does that say about her, young man? No, 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 really. An angel came to me. Oh, oh an angel. An angel, oh, right. Oh, that's great. Yes. The angel. Yeah. Re Good. how last week it was the uh, angel that took 20 shekels out of my man purse? Oh, no, an really. Angel? An angel came and told me good news. Oh, Joseph, I can't take this anymore. No, I'm leaving. Great, Joseph. Now you've done it. Dad. Scene two, Larry, the fourth wise man, who coincidentally wasn't so wise. Guys, guys, wait up! Wait for me! Go! Guys, wait! I forgot to set my alarm! Guys, wait! Wait! Wait. this. Oh man. I this said I bring you a message. Hey, hold, on, hold on, I gotta put a filter on this. Uh, oh, this is gonna look killer. Unto you this day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can, I you, bring can you a... just, uh, just start back from the beginning? At Hark? Yeah. Hark! For I bring you Oh, hey, hold on, news. I have a great idea here. Oh, I'm gonna call my best bud a Mitchell John Robinson, even though he's playing lead guitar at Real Life Christmas right now. I'm gonna call him up. That's uh, oddly specific, but okay. Is it ringing? Hark, I said, I bring you great news. Hey, man, you're not going to believe what's happening here. Yeah, I'm with an... Can you go to FaceTime? Right. Look, this is very serious, Doug. Today yeah, what's a up, child man? is born. Yeah. I'm with an angel, Check Doug. It out. This yeah. is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. All right, you know what? Forget this. I'm just going to go find some shepherds. <laughs> Joseph breaks some bad news to Mary about their trip to Bethlehem. Oh, there you are. Joseph. Okay, so we have so much to do. The wagon, we gotta go. We gotta pack the wagon, but you haven't even packed your clothes yet. So, uh, you gotta pack your hey, clothes. Hey, Mary, go. Mary. What? Um, what? Funny story about the, the huh. wagon, and I'm hoping that you'll laugh when I tell huh. you this. Yeah. Um, I was in town today, and uh, I ran into Rob Halford, and oh, it was no. like, you know, it was fun and everything, but he comes up to me, he, get this, he goes, 
you know what, dude? My wagon's like way faster than your wagon. And I said, okay, whatever, who cares? Rob, he goes, no, seriously, you should race me. I'm like, race you? Aren't we a little old for that? Like, that's really immature, Rob. He goes, race me. So, of course, I ended up racing him. And uh, we were going down the... um, So where is the wagon right now? Um, It's kind of all over the place. You wrecked our wagon. Now, I, Mary, I wouldn't say that I wrecked our wagon, because, I mean, on turn three, Rob came right into you the know, side. You know, we bought the wagon for this trip, and you wrecked it? Now, I'm fine, by the way. I mean, just a couple bumps and bruises. I mean, Can you fix for... it? No, wagon's gone, Mary. Oh, so, I don't know if you knew this. It is an 80-mile trip to Bethlehem. I know, I know. 80 miles, Joseph. I know. What do you want me to do? Walk? Oh. Look at me. <laughs> Mayor, gosh, the last thing I would ever dream of is telling you to walk to Bethlehem. Yeah, well, the the plan for the trip to Bethlehem, the 80-mile trip, the plan was the wagon that you wrecked. I don't know. So do you have another plan, Joseph? Uh, Ooh, you know what? I got it, Mayor. Oh, don't you dare say donkey. to her. Man, I don't know, dude. I don't think I can do this. Oh, hey, hey, what's the holdup? Go tell her the good news. Just give me a second, man. Just give me a second. What's going on? Come on, dude. I don't want to be petty. What? What? Dude, it's these uniforms. I look like an idiot, man. No, no, you look fine. Dude, look, you have no problem with these pants. Like, none at all. They're not my personal preference, but they breathe nicely. Okay, well, listen, man. I'm going to level with you, okay? I'm a messenger angel. I get that. But this uniform is not exactly flattering to my body type. Look, you're an angel. No one cares what you look like. Dude, okay, this is like a huge deal, all right? This is going down in history, one of the most important events ever. And I don't want to end up on some church ceiling looking like a doofus. Come on, you're fine. No one cares. Just get out there. Come on, do your job. Uh, I know you're right, but come on, man. One, one, two, three, you got that. All right, all right, all right. I can do this. Do this. (laughs) Hark! Be ye not afraid, for you are highly... Oh, oh, no, no, no. You are highly favored among all women unto you this day. I'm going to have to stop you right... Um, What are you wearing? Wow, wasn't that really great? Let's hear it one more time for our sketch team. That was really awesome. Who had ever heard any of those untold stories of Christmas before, right? It's pretty, pretty good. Um, So now we've seen some of the untold stories of Christmas, but the really cool thing about God is that we do have a story of Christmas. And long before Jesus was born in a manger, in the scriptures we actually see Isaiah foretold that Jesus would come. It says, for a child is born to us, 
a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. You know, I want you to see that we have a story of Christmas, but we also have a perfect plan from God. God planned to come to us to save us before the foundation of the world. We can see Paul say that, but when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. We can see that, that God sent Jesus so that we can have hope. So let's stand and celebrate today and worship that Jesus came to buy our freedom. He came to set us free, to call us his children. When all hope seemed lost, we can rejoice because Jesus came to light the darkness. He said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. That light and that love reigns forever in the person of Jesus. So let's lift up our praises to Jesus this Christmas season and worship because we have a Savior. A child has been given, the King of our freedom, a sing for the light has come. This is Christmas. I come and adore Him and bring gifts before Him. I worship the Son. I worship the Son. This is Christmas. Come on, lift it up. This is Jesus, Emmanuel. You Savior, we have a Savior, we are no longer lost, cause He has come down for us, we have a Savior, we have a Savior. Come on, you guys believe that? Make some noise, come on, lift it up. Sing with the Lift up your voices, join in the song of hope, this is Christmas, this is Jesus, come on, this is Jesus, Emmanuel, here with us, till all the world, we have a Savior, we have a Savior, we are no longer lost Cause He has come down for us We are the Savior We are the Savior Come on, let's all lift our hands and declare this together Come on, sing it out His love will reign forever His love will reign forever You sing His love will reign forever. His love will reign forever. His love will reign forever. 
for what God's going to do in your life in 2019. So we're finishing another series right now, God With Us. And so it doesn't matter if you're in the midst of pain. God is here to give you courage. In every moment, God is there for you. So I want to encourage you to follow along with Pastor Sean as he finishes up this series. And if you would like to follow along on the outline or to take notes, I encourage you just to check out the Version Bible app. streets or the empty desert in our hope and in our waiting we are never alone God is 
Well, Merry Christmas once again, real life. How you guys doing? Just a little bit of energy in the house. I can tell you guys are excited, man. We celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. If you're new with us, I want to just let you know, just a resounding, that you are welcome here at Real Life. Maybe you come from a different faith background. Maybe you didn't grow up in church, kind of my story. But, man, I'm so glad you're here and you joined us tonight. I mean, I'm excited to preach. Uh, I've got something on my heart. This thing is real personal to me, and uh, hopefully I can make it through it all right, you know. But I'm just praying it's going to be personal to you as well, and God's going to speak to you. We're going to talk about this truth that God is with us, that God's with us always. There's a theological term called the Incarnation. Basically, God is with us, and it's found in the Bible, the story of the Christmas story, found in Matthew chapter 1. So if you look at the screen and have your Bible, check it out. It says this, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered an angel, the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. This is kind of scary. I saw the angel up here a little bit ago. That's kind of making me a little nervous, you know what I mean? I love you, Drew, by the way. That was awesome. Love your pants. Just keep it up, baby. <laughs> yeah, there it is, all right? It says this, for a child, for the child within her will be, will be conceived by the Holy Spirit. She'll have a son, and you, will, you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fill the Lord's prophecy or message of the prophet look the virgin will conceive a child she give birth to a son they will call him Emmanuel which means come on say it together church God is with us I like it we're together we're with God I love it we're gonna get I told you we get there eventually but this is the final day so we'll get we'll work that out some other time I guess but God is with us and if you give somebody a high five next to you and say God is with you just give some high fives out maybe say meet some new friends God is with you God's with you and if nobody high-fived you I'm sorry God is with you. <laughs> Bless you, my children. All right, so what is the incarnation? I'm going to go to the, uh, the book of all knowledge and wisdom. Actually, it's just a site called Wikipedia. They're going to throw it out for us today. I would encourage you not to do this. It's not going to make any sense, but we're going to check it out. This is what Wikipedia says is the incarnation. It says, in Christian theology, the doctrine of the incarnation holds that Jesus, the preexistent divine logos, the word, and the second hypostasis of the Trinity, God the Son, and the Son, the Father, taking on human body and human nature, was made flesh, conceived in the womb of Mary, the Theotokos, God-bearer, the doctrine of the incarnation that entails that Jesus Christ is fully God and fully human, his two natures joined in hypostatic union. Woo, now we got that out of the way, we can move on in some deeper terms, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of throw out some stuff that makes a little more sense, but I just want to boil this down today. What is the incarnation? Just make it real simple, and it's simply this, that God came into flesh in the person of Jesus, that God is with us, he came into flesh that never leave us or forsake us. It says in the book of John, the very first verse, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 14, it says this, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That Jesus is God. He is all man and all God at the same time. And I want to do, I want to share with you in a very practical way of what this could look like in our life. You know, before I got in here, I was actually hanging out with Jack, and I don't know, he gets in the stage where he gets a little nervous about life, and you can tell he's just a little scared. He's still talking about this Halloween guy that was here a long time ago, Halloween. And <laughs> if you weren't here at Halloween, there was a scary creature, apparently, and he's still kind of freaking out about it. And so I just grabbed him. I said, hey, son, just look at me in the eyes. Man, it's okay. I'm here. I'm with you, man. And he just wouldn't look at me, and I was finally got him to settle in and just like, I know you're scared, but God, I'm here. I'm with you. And so I just want to share you what this means, like, for the incarnation, that God is with us. Like, there's a conversation that might have happened. This isn't a real conversation found in the Bible, but a conversation from God the Father to his son long before he came to earth. 
the conversation of a loving father to his son, of what it would entail to be on the mission to come to earth as a baby born through a virgin, and all that that mission would entail all the way through the cross. And so if you can't just entertain this idea, it's not a real story. This isn't found in the Bible, but everything in the story is found in the Bible I'm going to share today. And so this is maybe how it began. Jesus' son, this is your mission, should you, should you choose to accept it. I'm going to send you to earth. You're going to be the final and perfect sacrifice for the sins of man. This is how it's going to start. I'm going to select a woman. This little girl is going to be a teenager. Her name is Mary. She's going to be your mom. She's devout. She loves us. She's a virgin. She set herself apart for this moment in time. And I've picked her to be your mom, and she's going to love you every day of your life. I picked out a stepdad for you because I'm your heavenly father, and you're conceived through me. But I've got an earthly father for you. His name is Joseph. Now, Joseph, he's not going to get much screen time, you know what I'm saying? He's not married. He's not going to be all over the Bible. Not going to make any statues. No one's going to pray to Joseph. So he's going to kind of be in a limelight, maybe show up a little bit at the nativity scene every now and then. So Joseph's going to be your step, you're going to be your stepdad, your earthly father. You'll be born of a virgin. You're going to spend nine months in the womb of Mary. You're going to come out into the cold, dark world. And maybe so Jesus pipes up for the first time and says, whoa, whoa, hold on, Dad. Nine months? <laughs> Like, can we stand a stork? Like, maybe there's a better way we can do this. He's like, come on, son. You know this has to be done. They're both joking around. So you're going to be born of a virgin because the sin nature is passed down through the dad. So you're going to be born through the Holy Spirit conception and Mary. You're not going to have a sin nature. You're going to live a perfect life to be the final sacrifice for their sins. So you're born of the woman, so you're going to be 100% man, but you're going to be born of God because I'm your father, so you're going to be 100% God. So you're all God and all man. Does that make sense, Jesus? Yeah, that makes sense. I just want you to know something special. I know you think you're going to come in the earth and you're going to be the son of God. You're going to come into a palace and be born into wealth and riches. But I've got something special selected for you. It's a commonplace. I've got this cave picked out outside of town. There's going to be some animals around. He's like, I get it. It's like, I'm coming for the ordinary. I'm not just coming for the rich and the prestigious, but I'm coming for the ordinary and the common. You're picking up Jesus. When you're born, it's going to get a little complicated. Before you take your first couple of steps, all the, all the demons in hell are going to be after you. They're going to hate you. They're going to try to destroy you every single day of your life. You're going to recognize this when you're young. Less than two years old, there's a man named King Herod. He's going to send a, a command out to kill every young boy under the age of two. There's going to be a hit out in your head. Your family's going to be afraid. You're taking notes. You guys are going to be, have to run to Egypt. Jesus is like, okay, so I need to get a fast donkey, you know what I'm saying, before I'm age two, get my family hooked up with a fast donkey. He goes on and says, you're going to have supernatural power, Jesus. All power in heaven is going to be on you as in earth. you got more power than 11 off of stranger things. You know what I'm talking about? You're just going to be a little crazy, Jesus. And so when you get in the bathtub, when Joseph throws you in there, I know you want to part that water and sit on the dry tub. I'm going to tell you something, son. Just sit in the water, you know what I mean? Like get some broccoli, and you're like, I know you love, Je I know you love chocolate cake, but, man, just eat the broccoli. Eat your greens, Jesus. You're going to be that kid at school that shows up every single day. You're going to get straight A's. You're going to be the teacher's pet. Everybody else is going to hate you because you set the curve. You're going to be that weird dude that gets the perfect attendance award in high school. Come on, anybody out there tonight like that? Where are you right now? Man, when you grow up, I've got a job selected for you. You're going to be a carpenter just like your dad. You're going to love to work with your hands. You're not going to make a lot of money, but you're going to make a difference. He said, but people aren't going to like what you do in your hometown. They're going to reject you for what you're doing. But you're going to be good at creating things because that's what we do. We're creators, son. But just know that one day that the table you built with your hands, that same wood will one day become the cross you carry to your death. So use your power wisely, Jesus. You have the ability to speak and change things around you. So I've given you your first miracle. You're going to go to a wedding reception and turn water into wine. Hey, wait, time out, Dad. So you're saying the very first miracle I get to do a party trick? I get to turn water into wine? It's like, yeah, something like that. 
well, why am I turning water into wine, Dad? I mean, what's up with that? He goes, hey, look, I just want you to mess with all those Baptists out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this like real alcohol? Is this non-alcohol? Like, is it, what is it? They'll be confused for years. They're going to debate about it. Where's my Baptist friends? Come on, dude. I love you guys. Come on. We're still debating that one. You know what I'm saying? This just goes, oh, there's a few claps. I like it. Oh, man. Y'all love what John, uh, uh, not John Maxwell, Max Lucado, he, sa- he says this about the miracle of turning water into wine. He said, hey, that's why Jesus had so many disciples. So take it how you want but you're going to do some real miracles. You're going to give sight to the blind. You're going to heal the deaf. You're going to raise people from the dead. But they're going to hate you. They're going to call you a hypocrite and a liar. They're going to call you a drunk. And eventually, they're going to seek out to kill you. But keep loving them, Jesus. Show them who we are. That we're not just showing up to command the world, but we love them. That's inside of us. It's not what we do, but it's exactly who we are. So reach out to those with leprosy. Touch them and heal them. Befriend the prostitute. Be a friend of sinners. Come for those that religion rejected. Just keep loving them. Show them your love all the way through the cross. You know, the devil's going to come and attack you. After 40 days of being in the wilderness, you're going to be discouraged or you're going to be weak because you haven't eaten. The devil's going to show up and attack you, and you're going to have to fight him off with the word, living word of Scripture. And so when the devil says, hey, turn these stones into bread, what are you going to tell him, Jesus? We'll say, hey, man, I, live on, I don't live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hey, that's perfect. That's what you got to tell him. you got to stand to that. He's going to take you up on high up on the mountain and tell you to cast yourself off. And the angels will pick you up and lift you. And he's twisting the scripture. So what are you going to tell him? and say, hey, don't tempt the Lord, your God. And he might, the greatest temptation offer you, Jesus, he's going to take you out and show you all the riches of the world. He's going to tell you, if you just worship me for one second, I'm going to give you everything you see. This is going to be the greatest test for you in this temptation of, of the devil. And what are you going to tell him? He said, hey, man, I'm going to serve the Lord my God today. This is the, who I serve. He said, you're going to stand tall, Jesus, because Satan's after your entire life. He's got a mission to destroy you. But you're going to make some good friends along the way. There's going to be these 12 guys called the disciples. You're going to love them. You're going to pour your life into them and invest in them. And they're going to be loyal to you until one day they're not. There's a man called Peter. He is uh, the bold one. He's the loudest one. He puts his foot in his mouth. He's going to declare to you that he'll never deny you. But then in front of an eight-year-old little, eight-year-old little girl, he's going to deny you. You're going to be carrying your cross down the road, and he's going to say, I don't know that guy. Not just once or twice, but three times. He's not going to want to stand next to you. You're going to be left alone. This is where it starts to hurt a little bit. That one's going to sting. You're going to be serving some food up, what we call today the Lord's Supper. You're going to take some bread, you're going to break it, and you're going to pass it out to your disciples. You're going to pass out some wine. One of the guys sitting next to you is going to be one of your disciples. You're close to a man named Judas. Just a few hours after you pass out that bread and wine, he's going to sell you short for your piece of silver. He's going to turn you into your enemies. He's going to give you a kiss on the cheek. He's going to betray you. But just keep loving him, Jesus. He's going to pay attention to this because it's going to get a lot worse for you. It's going to get bad. There's a place called the Garden of Gethsemane. You're going to see what's coming. You're going to be praying to me. You're going to know the pain that's going to overwhelm you in front of you. You're going to come to me and you're going to say, Dad, Dad, is there any other way that I can do this? Is there another way that we can make this happen? I'm going to tell you the same thing I'm going to tell you now, son. There's just no other way. You're going to have to go to the cross. The cross is the only way you have to go. And you're going to look up to me with all the love and obedience in your heart and your eyes, and you say, not my will be done, but your will. And you're going to sweat blood from your brow because of the pain and suffering you know that's about to take place in front of you. And when you're in that garden of Gethsemane, you're going to get arrested. They're going to take you and beat you. They're going to hurt you like you've never been hurt before. You're not going to be recognizable as a human. They're going to whip you and rip you apart. And 39 whips later, you're going to be screaming in agony. They're going to take your body and they're going to lay it on a cross, this weapon of torture. They're going to stretch out your right arm and they're going to drive a stake into your wrist. 
It's going to hurt. And just when you think you can't take any more, they're going to stretch out your other arm and drive another stake in. And just when you're about to give up and you think it can't get worse, they're going to drive a stake in your legs. And they're going to hoist you up on a cross outside of a hill called Calvary for the whole world to see. And the very people you came to love, the very people that you are sacrificing yourself for are going to crucify you. They're going to spit in your face. They're going to mock you. They're going to tell you that if you're the king, then you should take yourself down off the cross. If you can save others, why can't you save yourself? But because your heart is love and you're on a mission, you're going to come to me and say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So keep pressing on, Jesus. You can call down a legion of angels and destroy every person in humanity. But if I would do it if you did it, but don't do it because you love them. you got to go until it's finished. Every prophecy will come true, and you'll be on that cross and you'll eventually say, it is finished. You need to make sure you say that loud so the whole world knows to tell us, die, that it is done, that it is fulfilled, that the forgiveness of man has been put in place. And you're going to receive your spirit up into heaven. I will see you, and you'll come to me. But don't worry, son. I'll be with you every step of the way. But there's going to be one step I'm not going to be with you. It's that moment where you become sin on the cross. That moment when the weight of all the sins of humanity for every person here is crushing Jesus on the cross. In that moment, I won't be able to be with you, son. I'm holy and I can't see sin. And so I have to leave you there. In that moment when you cry to me and say, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Why have you turned from me in my greatest moment of need? Why have you left me? Just remember these words, son, that we're not going to shout our love from heaven, that we're going to show our love from earth. You're going to give people the greatest gift they could ever have, the forgiveness of their sins. We do this, son, because we love people. I won't be able to remind you of that in that moment, but we do this because we care for people. And when you die... Just know that that way, that sin, it will crush you, but will not destroy you, amen? You will be in a borrowed grave for three days. There's a woman that's gonna run to that grave and she's gonna see that the stone is rolled away, that you are risen from the dead to fulfill the perfect and final sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins for mankind. And son, I just need to know, are you in? Is this the mission you will take? Yeah, dad, I'll do it. We need to go. God in the flesh, the incarnation, that God is with us every step of the way. What's your mission, son? My mission is to seek and save that those that are lost, to rescue those that are sinners, to give life and life abundantly. Who are you going for? I'm not going for the healthy, I'm going for the sick, amen? I'm going for those not that they're righteous, not that they're religious, but those that are sinners, the lost, the sheep without a shepherd. I'm gonna to go to that cross. I'm gonna be humanity for humanity. I'm gonna show them what the love of God looks like. I'm gonna give them the greatest gift they've ever had. I'm gonna to go to that cross in the incarnation that God is with us. And she will have a son in your name of Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this occur, occurred according to the Lord's message to the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, give birth to the son. His name will be Emmanuel, God with us. And God is with us, amen? If you're alone, God is with you. If you're hurting, God is with you. If you need a companion, God is with you. I'm gonna tell you something this morning, and don't miss this. If you are stranded in sin, if you're doing life on your own, God can be your savior. He'll be with you today. I'm gonna tell you something. The plan for Christmas isn't, the peace for the plan for Christmas isn't in a plan. I said that wrong. The peace isn't in a plan. I'm just gonna admit that one. <laughs> but the peace isn't in a plan. The peace isn't in your bank account. The peace you're looking for isn't in a relationship. 
The peace you're looking for isn't in a promotion. It's not in a destination. It's not on the next horizon. The peace you're looking for is in a person. The peace you're looking for is in a person. His name is Emmanuel. His name is Jesus, God with us. Would you join me in prayer this morning? Father, I pray for your spirit. God, just do only what you can do. God, I pray your presence would just fall in this place, God, and speak to hearts that may be far from you. So across this room is reflecting prayer with no one looking around. I know there's some of you that might be in a difficult season. You're going through something that's hard and you recognize you need the presence of God. And I'd just love to pray for you in this moment. If that's you, David, would you lift your hands high to heaven? If that's you and say, I need the presence of God in my life. And I see hands up all around. You guys can put your hands down real quick. I'm gonna speak to another group of you. Those that may not be going through anything right now. You know, and I grew, when in my walk, I wanna be with God every single moment of every single day. And those of you would say, you know what, I didn't raise my hands the first time, but I really do need the presence of God every single day in my life. And so that's you, would you lift your hands high right now to heaven and say, I need Jesus every step of the way in my life. Make your hands up all across the room. Father, thank you for this group of people that want your presence. God, they want you with them. God, I pray your presence would surround them. God, do only what you can do through them, God. Give them a supernatural peace that goes beyond way, goes far beyond human understanding. God, I pray for those who are feeling alone, maybe feeling discouraged. Maybe it's the first Christmas, they're missing somebody at the table. Maybe they're afraid. Maybe they're going through a physical battle or financial stress. God, I pray you reveal your presence to them. God, I pray they'd find hope. God, they'd find healing. They'd find forgiveness. God, they'd embrace your grace from the cross. God, I pray for heavenly peace to fall on this place. God, we thank you for always being with us. As you continue to pray, some of you, you're going to recognize you're not walking or living in the presence of God. You might say, yeah, I grew up in church and I went there every now and then. Maybe you're like me and it's my story where I didn't go to church except for weddings or funerals. I didn't understand what Jesus did. It didn't make sense that Jesus was born of a virgin and died on the cross and rose again. But maybe today is different for you. There's something drawing you towards God. Now those of you are like, you know, I'm not a religious person. I'm coming from a different faith background, but maybe there's something right now that's drawing you to Jesus. What is that? That's a loving presence of God. That's exactly why you're here. You're not here by accident. If you're feeling that God is drawing you, I want you to pay close attention to that because you have an opportunity to say yes to the greatest gift of all time. What is that? The gift of God's love through his son, Jesus Christ. Scripture teaches us and teaches you and me that we've all sinned. But God loved us so much, he'd never leave us in our sin. Jesus became sin on the cross. He died in our place on the third day when the stone was rolled away. He was not there. Why? So that anyone that includes you, that calls on the name of Jesus, will be forgiven. So right now, the only thing separating you from him is your sin. When you confess your need for him, he forgives your sin. His presence moves in your life. This is why many of you are here today. You need hope. You need him. You need his grace. You need his salvation. So today you'd say, I'm being drawn to him. Just simply say yes to Jesus. Yes, forgive me. Yes, save me. Yes, change me. Yes, I'm giving my life to you. So today if you're turning from your sin, you're turning towards Jesus. You say, I want to give my life to him. If that's your prayer, would you lift your hands high right now without anybody looking around? Say, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. And I see your hand in the front row. That's awesome. I see your hand in the middle, in the back. Anybody else say, I want to give my life to Jesus? I need Jesus in my life. I want Jesus to forgive my sins. There's hands up all around. If you raise your hand, we just pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive my sin. Thank you for your son, Jesus, who came to our world and down a cross for me and my sin. God, I pray that you save me. God, give me a purpose. God, I want to follow you and live for you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, real life, would you give it up for those who came to Christ? Truly, God is with us. Amen. Hey, we're going to worship Jesus. You guys can stand to your feet. We're going to worship this. We have a prince of heaven who came to our corner of the universe, like God in the flesh. We celebrate his birth today. So I encourage you to open your heart, give him your best. 
Let them know you love them today as we sing. Thank you. 
God of mercy, confess our sins. They are burdens at Jesus' feet, and with gladness. social media and it was Facebook in particular so on my Facebook feed I would see announcements about social gatherings about a new church that was going to be launched in the Belton and Raymore area and that caught my attention I was never able to attend one of those gatherings but I would see them keep coming up in my feed that they were still happening and I talked to a friend who had attended one and she said it was going to be a church that was for people who were far from God or unchurched people and that right there really caught my attention because I've never been in church before and neither had my family. So I thought maybe this would be a place for us to land. Actually, my son, who is now in high school, was in middle school, and he was really involved in a local church's youth group. We didn't attend that church, we had no um, ties to it, but he was invited by some friends, and he would go week after week, and he would come home, and he would just be so excited about what he was learning about God, and wanted to be so active in this group. And so, that really caught my attention, because I thought, wow, this youth leader really must have some great stuff to say to not only keep the attention of these middle schoolers, but to keep them coming back and keep them excited about what they're doing. I then found out that that youth leader was Sean Petrie, who was launching the church that I kept seeing in my Facebook feed. And so I thought, wow, this is a great opportunity for me to go and check this guy out and, and hear what he has to say. My first time coming to Real Life Church was with my family, and it honestly was a little overwhelming to begin with. It was one of those things of, hey, we're gonna do this on Sunday, let's go, we're gonna go to church. And then it was that morning, hey, get up, let's go, we can do this. And then getting in the car and pulling in the parking lot, we had that moment of like, all right, here we go. And it was kind of one foot in the front of the other as we walked up to the door, just, you know, anxiety filled. And then the minute we hit that entry and I saw the faces that were welcoming us and the people that were so eager to meet us and to welcome us, um, then it just felt like we belonged there and it wasn't awkward. And from that moment on, we just knew that that was the place for us to be. Coming to Real Life has transformed our lives in so many ways. Um, first, obviously we've established our relationship with God and we've been able to learn um, about the church and about living a Christian life, which is something that we didn't know before. And the coolest thing that we have done is we got baptized as an entire family. And so just taking that moment to step out in front of everyone and declare our faith was a big, 
big stepping stone for our family. Along with that, we've developed relationships and friendships with people and we have support group. We have mentors and people that are able to answer questions for us when we don't know. We also have a social calendar now, which is a great thing because with these friendships has came opportunities to get involved with other families and um, be in healthy environments doing awesome things on the weekend, which has also led us to um, the opportunity to give back to our community, which is something that is always on my heart to be able to give back and pour into other people. And that is something that real life takes pride in and um, our whole family has become involved in that. So our life has changed in, in numerous ways and all for the positive. If you're sitting in the next steps and you're wondering, you know, what should I do next? Or is this for me? Is this somewhere I want to keep coming back? And if you have any inkling in, in your mind that maybe this is for you, I just encourage you to show up, um, to give it a try, you know, get involved, tell people your story, interact with others, um, you know, ask questions. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Don't be embarrassed. I think that my family and I have been embarrassed before about not knowing about church or God. And, you know, we came to real life and we told people that story and no one pushed us away or had um, judgment on that. They we're just open to teaching us and so real life really is the place to be and and hopefully if you walk through those doors you will have the experience that my family had and your lives will be forever changed man that's incredible isn't it <laughs> ashley is uh I mean, a real special lady she's not in the house tonight she'll be in the house tomorrow but man just so proud of her and her family uh, i had no idea what god was going to do in through launching this church but we are a church for unchurched people. Uh, she's just one of so many stories that we get to impact. For some of you, you are that story. Some of you are the story of what God is doing. For some of you, yet to be that story. I believe God's going to do something significant in your life this next year, and I encourage you to go to church. Don't be here, but get planted somewhere and follow what God has for you. I also encourage you and celebrate what God has done over 2018, just to show you all that's happened this year, just in a brief synopsis. But man, God has been up to something that's been incredible. So I'm just going to run through some of these stats of what God has done. It's so powerful that every number has a story and a face. So check this out. We've had 25 people, adults, youth, and kids, celebrate their faith through baptism. We have 75. You give it up. I won't stop you. Come on now. Man, it's so encouraging. We have 75 dream teamers served each week across real life. That's the youth, that's here, that's throughout the week in different areas. We had 70 children and youth experience God's love through real life kids and real life youth each and every week. We had 14 life groups that helped over 130 people grow in the relationship with Christ and with each other. Each other, I missed all that, right? <laughs> Newbie. Global missions. We've given over $5,500 to missionaries and global partners to help find a way out of poverty and develop their communities. You know, tonight's a real special night because um, Jared is on the audio board, by the way, and his wife Rose, and we got Lyric. Um, they're going to go to Niger, I guess that is next week. Is this week, Friday. I'm like, man, I'm lost. It's all Christmas. So Friday, they're leaving to Niger. And so this is the last time they're going to be here for a year or more, who knows, um, here at Real Life. And so, man, we love you. We appreciate you. Can you give a big hand for those guys? Man, I can't tell you how excited I am for them, what God's going to do in them. So if you can, keep praying for them. Man, we, we love you guys. We support you. And if you need help, we're here for you. And so, man, we're just excited for all God's going to do through you. Hey, so church planting, we've given over $15,000 to help launch other life-giving churches here in Kansas City and across the United States. We're awarded 2018 Partners in Education presented annually by the Ray Peck Foundation to one community partner who's made a big difference in the district. And so, man, that's so exciting. 
restoring our community, we've given over $7,500. On serve day, we had over 350 hours served by over 75 people across our community at five different sites. Local outreach, we weekly feed the homeless, deliver food in the Belton School District to meet the needs of foster families. And restoration, we have served the community in 11 unique ways. From the Panther uh, clothing closet, to Church of Four Corners renovations, to good neighbors, strong communities, to Summerfest and Oktoberfest, just to name a few. Man, these stats are significant, amen? You guys are making a difference. I'm so proud of you guys, man. Just can't believe it. What God has done in 2018. I'm telling you something great on the horizon. I can't wait for 2019 to see what God is going to do. We launched this church. We said, don't despise small beginnings. And God's going to do something incredible in and through you. So I'm going to encourage you guys just to be generous. As we launch into this next year, you'll find an envelope on your chair that just a way of just saying, hey, I have a heart for the house. Uh, we encourage you, if you're a regular member here, to, to give to this just to make a bigger impact. We've already partnered up with uh, some other ministers in town to feed the homeless. So we're going to put a kitchen in a, and, a, and a feed the homeless through a ministry. And so we're going to launch the two gatherings in January. We're excited about all that God's going to do. But we just ask you to ask God what to give and just be obedient to that. And so we're excited to launch this next year. And there's three ways you can give. You can give online at reallifechurchkc.com. You can give the text to give, any amount to 84321, or you can give in a giving bucket as it passes by. If you're new to Real Life tonight, church is free, amen? We don't want something from you. We want something for you. We hope you come to Jesus. Uh, if you turn your communication card in, we'd love to welcome you home. We'll send you a quick email and say thank you for being here. Stop by our new here booth. We'll give you a complimentary gift to Starbucks. But, man, we're so excited you came out tonight. If you need of immediate food, clothing, or shelter, just reach in the giving bucket and take out any loose cash you see to use it for you and your family for this Christmas season in need. Father, we come before you. God, we thank you so much for all you did in 2018. God, this is just the beginning. We believe the best is yet to come. God, we know that the, the future's paved the way through sacrifice. You gave your best. You gave your son, Jesus, for us. And God, we gladly return to you what you've given to us. So God, I pray that we'd be generous. God, that we'd not just give financially. God, we give with our whole heart. God, that we'd be cheerful givers. God, I pray that we change the face of this community. That, this isn't where we live. This is our community. This is the place you've given us, God. So I pray if you can use anybody, God, I pray use us to make a difference here in Belton and Grandview, Grandview and Raymore, God. I pray we'd see people far from God discover real life and purpose in Jesus through all you're doing. God, we love you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. We pray this in his name. Amen. Let there be light. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your Christmas season here with us at Real Life Church. Weren't we blessed by celebrating the birth of our King Jesus? If you're brand new to Real Life, we would love for you to swing by the New Here booth after the gathering. We have a special gift for you. My name's Drew Holcomb. Here are the announcements.
If you're a teen or a parent of a teen, we have such a special event lined out for New Year's. We're gonna crush some Pizza Ranch, and then we're gonna go see the Kansas City Mavericks play some hockey. This is an awesome event for any teen far from God to come hang out with some awesome real life youth. So please invite your friends for this great night. I can't think of a better way to ring in 2019. Tonight is the last night you can register. So check out reallifechurchkc.com, get those details, or the Real Life Youth Facebook or Instagram. It's gonna be great. This new year, become a new you. When you serve more, you take less. When you give more, you need less. And when you thank more, you want less. When there's more of God, you're selfless. New year, new you, new series. Let's discover how we can change our world during this awesome series, Selfless, starting on January 6th. Check it out. Sunday next week, but that Sabbath is about taking a rest. So, woo, sorry about all that. Next Sunday, Sabbath Sunday, we're going to take a one week break from the setup and the teardown of this amazing church, and we're going to enjoy time with our families. Our dream team works so hard year round. This is our Christmas gift to them for all the hard work that they do. So, we'll be streaming on Facebook Live. Come join us there. Make sure you smash those like buttons and the love buttons, the hearts, and maybe even some ha-has because you know Sean's going to be funny. As always, this has been Drew Holcomb saying, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. And I can't wait to see you next week on Facebook Live right here at Real Life Church on Facebook Live, not at Kentucky Trail. And announcement team, get in here. From the announcement team to you, we would like to say, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You're awesome, real life. Woo! We did it. We did it. We're number one. Ah! Certain poor shepherds
you so much for being part of an awesome, special Christmas gathering. Hey, I would like to, that's right, can bring it up, bring it up. Hey, I would like to invite you, if you want somebody to pray with, or you need somebody to pray with you or for you, please come up here. There'll be a member of our team immediately after the gathering. And I want to remind you, whenever you find Jesus, you discover real life and purpose. Merry Christmas, real life. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.